This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Obviously, you know what we're going to talk about first today. What? Oh, no, you're on the wrong mic again. That one. There we go. There you go. Yeah. First thing that we're going to talk about today. Yes. Tornadoes. Jordan. We have to talk about the right. devastating tornadoes. What the French was that? Mm. Uh, you got to experience that? Yeah. How was your first twister of the Midland? <sighs> okay. All right. Let's start off with the fact that uh, I have... My apartment is very high up, so I can see, like, everything. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can see the airport. You can see... Basically, the area of all the way way past Independence, and whoa, I I had my cat in his bag at five thirty. Uh, I grabbed his little Delta traveling bag, which I bring with him on planes, mm-hmm. and uh, threw him in. And I was like, "You're not moving." And so it was funny because my girlfriend came over like in like about twenty minutes before it was supposed to hit in okay. Kansas City, so really close to that, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's at the door downstairs that's locked, yes. but like I was having trouble getting Blanche into the carrier. Mm-hmm. So, so I was late letting her in from the storm because I was getting my cat in the carrier. But you know, priorities. Uh, absolutely. Me and that cat have been together for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Did you take the elevators or did you take the stairs to the basement? I'm 30 stories up. So the stairs? No. No, I took the, I took the elevator. So you risked going into an electrical box during a storm to possibly get trapped? Okay, I was there early enough. This is the thing. My girlfriend is from here, so she was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. We go up to the apartment after when I thought we should just go straight downstairs into the the tornado shelter. Mm -hmm. We go upstairs, and Erin Little is, like, screaming. (laughs) She's like, everybody get inside, (laughs) KCTV5. The weather guy that was on last night, heroes. These are are our heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there were a couple times where he was just going like, and this is happening. Oh. Oh, no, okay, that's bad. I'm <laughs> like, if the weather guy is saying that it's bad, it's bad. But I'm telling you, they. I saw Erin Little on the news this morning. She's still reporting. That's crazy. She looks lovely, but she's still reporting. I heard reports of a mile-wide tornado. Yeah, what was your experience like? That, l- Raytown, I think, avoided most of everything. Because yeah. all the radar that I saw, it just went, skidded right past us. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, it was... Bright skies and sunny for most of oh, the evening. Oh, shut up. Really? Yeah. We didn't have much of any. The sirens did go off, but that's just because in the metro and everything. But we did. Raytown, from what I saw, went through the storm unscathed. Wow. Well, because it just, it wouldn't stop. After it passed us and it was in the, it was north and east of Kansas City. Then two started touching down in Excelsior Springs. Two. <laughs> two. Two. That one mile wide one? Yeah. Turned into Two. I'm, I'm not sure how a mile-wide tornado can be classified as one tornado. No. That should automatically be just 
If it's a mile wide, it's a dozen tornadoes. I completely agree. I completely agree. What did they say? And then, but we weren't even the only ones that were affected by tornadoes yesterday. 50 plus tornadoes in eight states yesterday. Ohio got it. Uh, I think there was something in Florida. I'm not exactly sure, but I have a stat here. Where is it? Let me find this stat. It's a crazy stat. I'll be right back after this with this stat. It's insane. Jordan Silver and Friends. 6 to 9 on 96.5 The Buzz. So I pulled up the stats. The first one, though, that just blew my mind. 50 plus tornadoes in eight states yesterday. Holy moly. You have a list That's of incredible. Do we have, oh my goodness, it just went away. We have touchdown Indiana, 11 in Colorado, 9 in Ohio, Six in Iowa, five in Nebraska, four in Illinois, three in Minnesota, and one in Idaho. Utaho. What's it? Do- What's it doing up there? What's the- what is a tornado doing in Idaho? I didn't even know Idaho had tornadoes. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> What's that tornado doing in Idaho? I get paid a lot of money to do that too. Come up with stuff like that. Oh, it's you- six eleven in the morning. <laughs> And I'm talking about hoes. Okay, it was the 12th day of at least eight tornadoes reported in the U.S., and that's a record. 12 days of eight tornadoes? Of at least eight tornadoes reported in the U.S. 12 days straight. Holy. Wait, eight tornadoes a day or through that? What? Yes, eight tornadoes a day reported in the U.S. This is the 12th day in a row, which beats the record of 11 days of that in 1980. Were we trying to beat the record? You know, after last night, I don't think so. Because I was, I was, I I lost feeling to my tongue. <laughs> That's when I know that I'm really scared when I'm looking out the window at something that is a mile wide. And KCTV5 is telling me to, that this is catastrophic. I can hear the sirens. Then my tongue went numb. That's the warning my wife got on her wedding night. Stream Jordan Silver and Friends 6 to 9 on the Radio.com app feel like I'm drowning was actually scheduled, but I don't want to mm. hear that song. No, yeah. that was not appropriate, I think. So I made an executive decision to play that one. Bikini Trill, Lost Boy. It's a fun song. It's a happy song. Need it. Mm-hmm. Need it. Absolutely. After the devastating tornadoes of last night. Oh, my God. That was so crazy. So I talked to a community blood center. Mm-hmm. They're who we're partnering with tomorrow for the blood drive called Blood and the Buzz. Uh, it's through, uh, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Truman. And they said that blood donations would be helpful during the tornado season. Hmm. So we're, uh, what is it called? Uh, blood emergency in the area. So if you can give blood, please do during this season of tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. It will be very helpful because we, again, are at a blood emergency. And if you're sitting there thinking, you know, what can I do to help with the area, with people in the area, with you know, they were explaining yesterday during the interview that if other areas become, if they don't have the blood that they need, then we will donate to them and, you know, what we already have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you are feeling in any way, shape or form like you want to help out, I talked to Community Blood Center for our blood uh, donations event tomorrow and they said, yeah, it would be very helpful during the tornado season. So I think it's fascinating that we can donate our own bodily fluids to other people and they can use that to save lives. <laughs> That's just the most fascinating thing to me. Blood is pretty amazing. It is. You tried you, to drink mine last night, yesterday. It was nasty. I've been, I've seen lots of blood. I've been covered in lots of blood. I've been Wait, hold on. Stop it, stop it, stop it. This guy, blood. Just in case you just got in the area, <laughs> I have to tell you that Chris, the producer, mm-hmm. 
used to work in a funeral home. Correct. And I'm he used a to licensed embalmer currently. Okay, that's what he's talking about, everyone, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Continue, please. Yeah, I, I've been, well, yeah, sprayed with, of course, all sorts of body fluids. Yeah, we don't need the details of that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Where are we going with this? Why don't we take blood? Why don't we take blood from corpses? Because it's not working anymore. Ooh. I suppose. Well, it- that's interesting because we do donate deceased organs. Right. So I wonder if we could do the blood. But I would imagine that as soon as the person is deceased, that their blood immediately starts to deteriorate in quality. Right. I mean, I can't be the first person in the world that just thought of that. Use the hashtag BuzzFamilyCreep when you post today. Maybe Jordan will talk about your post tomorrow at 630. That was five minutes and 13 seconds of our lives. <laughs> uh, it seems like it still went on when this time war was at zero. I was like, why is it still playing? Five minutes and 80 <laughs> seconds of our lives. That song, I don't know. That's a, that's a club song. Let's do it here. Anyway, hi. Mm. Good morning, Jordan. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? I'm late on this Wednesday morning. I think it's Wednesday. It's, yeah. more, it's a mortified morning. Yeah, of course it's Wednesday. And we're going to get to mortified at 7.30. Mm-hmm. I thought about pulling it because of the, the storm last night, but it sounds like you were able to do your thing and, and I could do mine. So Yeah. It sounds kind of dirty. It does sound dirty. We're able to do our things together. Rub? Nope. Stop it, Jordan. Okay, so <clears throat> yesterday... While I was FaceTiming with my parents, mm-hmm. they told me about this news story out of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Where it happened on Monday. And I know to, that's dated when it comes to radio stuff. Like We should have already talked about it. But it's so good. It can stand alone that it happened a couple days ago. So basically, people were watching TV in Dayton, Ohio. And then there was a tornado warning that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So the weatherman gets on, tells him about the tornado. And what happens next is gold. It is pure gold. And what I does he play, do? I'll play all of it right ah. after this. Catch Jordan Silver and friends from 6 to 9 on the bus. Hands of our lives. Much better. I don't feel like I'm at the club. So. Uh, what had happened was ABC, Monday night. People were watching The Bachelorette, which becomes, you know. One of the best shows on television, right? Did you right? watch that? No. Okay, me neither. I know. No. The whole concept of it <clears throat> grinds my gears, but mm. let's continue about the story. Okay, so people are watching The Bachelorette in mm-hmm. Dayton, Ohio, and we know how rabid Bachelorette fans are. The most rabid. They're <laughs> foaming at the mouth. They want to know about the roses. Do they do the roses on The Bachelorette? I couldn't even tell you. Uh, is this part of our job to know? I don't think so. Okay, good. So in Dayton, Ohio, all of a sudden there is a tornado warning. Comes out of absolutely nowhere. They've been doing that. A lot recently, apparently. Right. And and you would like to know that information. Of course. You? Like, oh, my God, I was just sitting here in bed watching The Bachelorette. Now, all of a sudden, there's a tornado. I need to go to my basement. That supersedes all of all our, all other information at the moment, right? One would think this is meteorologist Jamie Simpson, who breaks in to warn everyone about the tornado coming in Dayton, Ohio. This heavy rain is between you and the tornado. That's why this is a dangerous situation tonight. It's dark. It's also rainy. Uh, I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. <laughs> this is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. 
Stop. What? Just stop right now. It's not. I'm, st I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit, dangerous situation here. All right. I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. So I'm watching this new story. Mm -hmm. I thought one thing. What's that? How did the buzz text line text in <laughs> to this one meteorologist? <laughs> Sounded just like the buzz text line. Hashtag Jordan Silver and Friends on the buzz. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of messages on Instagram that people were worried about me more than they were worried about themselves. Oh, Because it was my first time That's yesterday. adorable. I know. I can't believe that. And and everybody had a right to be worried. I was very scared. Mm -hmm. I and was very scared. Your building's still safe and intact? Yeah. That's actually what some people in the building were saying. They're like, look at this fortress. You think a tornado's <laughs> going to do something to this? I'm like, bitch, look out the window. There's a giant gray circle a mile wide coming by. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Physics to me say that this building could get knocked down. Right? How's the leak? Has that improved you mean or the gaping hole in my ceiling? <laughs> yeah, my friend's like, "How's your gaping hole?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "In your ceiling." The, oh, the leak. that one. Yeah, no, that hasn't been fixed at all. I was complaining about that yesterday, which is funny because we have a private Facebook group for people that live in the building, mm -hmm. and so uh, last Monday that storm just like ruined my ceiling in my kitchen oh i bet and uh and so i put some pictures up of it and then friday i come home and there is a three foot by three foot hole basically in the size of it, it looks like texas okay mm -hmm. it basically the size of texas and that's how they fixed the issue right now but i can look up basically and see the sky what and they just left it like that yeah but so, what what is clear I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to be one of those people that like is very lucky with what they do for a job, so that yeah. they don't get screwed over ever. Because mm -hmm. that's not fair. Because other people don't have that that right. But um, yeah, gaping hole. I really want to know what's in this gaping hole. Because I'm gonna go ahead and bet that you can't literally see this guy. But there is definitely some void in space up there because I know you're not just looking into the apartment upstairs, right? Right. Because the, the upstairs is the penthouse, and it's off. It's not. Not directly, directly above top. you? Yeah, yeah. There's like a, t it kind of tees off and then there's. So in some parts of your apartment, you literally are the t tallest part of that part of the building. Yes. Yeah. In my living room and basically my kitchen. And now you've got a giant gaping hole. A gaping hole that hopefully they're going to take care of. But it was funny because I posted in that Facebook group and then we all had to evacuate to the, to the tornado shelter mm -hmm. in our building. So all these people were looking at me and kind of whispering and blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was because I brought a beer. <laughs> With eight to, to the end of days. And I thought everyone was stupid because they didn't bring a beer to the mm -hmm. end of days. But they were all talking about the hole in my ceiling. Yeah. That's the woman with the gaping hole. Yeah, somebody came up to me and she's like, I kind of had a problem like that before. So the whole time that we were uh, hiding in our tornado shelter, which is the absolute basement of our building, uh, I was having conversations about my gaping hole in my ceiling. My gaping hole. But uh, if, if you want to see the video. So I also... I complain about people that video things, mm -hmm. but I brought my, my my phone down in the little holder thing. So I was shooting video of what it was like because I didn't know how many people to expect down in the tornado shelter mm -hmm. from our building. I'd imagine there's a hundred people that live in that building. Okay. In the basement, there were 
at least 80% of that. Holy cow. About 80 people all spread out. Were so. they all taking the elevator down? Yeah, which was crazy because it didn't actually take very long for us to get the elevator all the way up to the 30th floor anyway. Hmm. It stopped a couple times, which was fine. But That would make me nervous because as soon as you get on the elevator and go down, that's when the power is going to go out. And you're just stuck on the 26th floor. That's what I fear the most. Because your building is probably safe during a tornado because statistically downtowns don't get hit too often. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, that elevator, you can get stuck and then the power goes out and you have to. But it's 30 stories of stairs. It's not like 10 stories. It's not 20 stories. It's 30 stories. I got bad knees. You got Blanche. Well, am I going to ride on the back of my little 14-pound Siamese cat? You have given him a very good life. (gasps) Maybe he could just help out. No, he's not going to pass away. Okay. Well, I mean, no, that's, no, 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 no. That's why I took him. Honestly, I saved my cat before I saved my girlfriend yesterday. <laughs> it's 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 sad when you are in that panic. The first thing that you will do was he was Blanche calm? Was he totally calm? Okay. He's like, "What is this? I need a cigarette." I'm like, "When did you start smoking? This is ridiculous." <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Chris, we beat Trump. What? Yeah. We, well, as far as the most important news story oh. in the country today. This is higher than Trump on the list of the algorithms. It is. It's tornadoes in the Midwest, and then it's Trump. Obviously, everybody knows what happened last night. Here's some audio from it. Tonight, the National Weather Service declaring a tornado emergency in the Kansas City area, calling it a life-threatening situation. If you're in Bonner Springs, you you need to be in your tornado shelter immediately. This after a deadly tornado outbreak overnight, more than 50 twisters reported in eight states. If you're looking to do something to help out, we are doing an event called Blood in the Buzz. It's a buzz, it's a blood drive tomorrow at the Truman from three to six. We're in a blood emergency right now. Blood donations would be very helpful during this tornado season. Yeah, so if you want to help out Blood and the Buzz, information, 965thebuzz.com, or you can just show up. We will be there. There's pizza. There is going to be games. There's going to be acoustic performances. A lot of stuff. What do you have for the news, Chris? So, you know Mount Everest? Yes, we're good friends. Yes. That place is becoming overcrowded. What do you mean? (laughs) How? Nobody wants to go there. Well, actually, only crazy people want to go there. So, there is actually... Once you climb the mountain, Mm -hmm. there is an unceremonious queue to get to the top. Like, you literally have to wait in line at the top of the mountain while everybody goes to the top. So just like Chuck E. Cheese or Disney World, you've got to wait in line. We're at the point where even Mount Everest has lines to get to the top. Chris, the CDC is warning people that you should not, and I cannot believe, I cannot believe this. What are they warning us? To do or not to do. To not do something. And the sad part is I immediately thought of you because I know that you are thrifty. Okay. You said that you and your wife do not go out to eat unless you can both eat on $8. I try to keep it under $8, yes. For both of you. For both of us. So you're thrifty. Yes. I don't know if this pertains to you or not, but the CDC actually had to send out a warning that said, please do not wash and reuse your condoms. We're not supposed to do that? No! Uh, Chris! How do you think I save so much money? I've got this little container that you just take it I'm out, you wash with this it. Story. She says Titanic is her favorite movie, but she hasn't been to the museum in Branson yet. Jordan Silver and Friends. I'm really excited. 8.30, Joe McKenzie is coming in. She is a local musician, 15 years old. Mm. I mean, 
I don't I don't use the term prodigy lightly, but this girl can do everything and really, 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 really well. 15. That's it. She'll be here in an hour. She'll be here in an hour, 830. Ooh. We're going to have her here because she's playing Blood and the Buzz, our blood drive tomorrow at the Truman. And coming up next, it's Wednesday. It's Mortified. Mortified Wednesday. Yeah. You brought something in? I do. Okay. Can you give me a little idea of what it is? Um, The most embarrassing thing that I can think of to happen to me in middle school. Oh, okay. And how are you presenting it to us? It's, uh, it was a part of a class assignment that I had to do, and it's as a journal entry. Oh, okay. So me explaining to my journal my feelings on this day that happened to me. Please tell me it starts Dear Journal. Journal entry 990315. That sounds like more of you <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, I brought in a letter that I sent to my grandparents about college Ooh. when I was in college. And how great college was? How? Is it going? Uh, honestly... I'll go first, so it'll come up next right after uh, Pearl Jam. But just get ready to count the red flags, okay? It's like hashtag throwback Thursday, except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. That's right. This is Mortified, the part of the show where we take embarrassing things that have happened to us in the past. Now, good. Thank you for finding that music for me. Absolutely. I can use it to distinguish when I'm talking in the past and when I'm talking now. There we go. I hear it now. So for Mortified, I brought in a letter that I, when my grandparents passed away and we went through the whole entire house, I'll turn the music down for right now. Uh, when we went through the whole entire house, we found obviously all the things that we gave them throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my grandmother kept was a note that I wrote her from February 7th, 2001. So I would have been a sophomore. Okay. I think. I mean, technically, I don't even know how many credits I had. I don't know why I went back. I don't know why I wasted my parents' money. I just finished paying it off, like, blah, 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 blah. Was not ready for school. Mm-hmm. Could have used a gap decade. Agreed. <laughs> right. Because really. Because now I'm just mad that I didn't pay attention when I was in school. But right? I went to a Baptist college in the middle of North Carolina in a dry county where at one point we had to sign something that said that we would not be gay. Really? Yeah, but this is kind of around the time where I didn't know uh, exactly what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you need to know that in, in this letter. Okay. The only thing that you really need to know that's important This is, was a county where it didn't rain very often? Didn't rain, yeah, no, why? It was dry? Oh my God, seriously. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, you were not allowed to drink alcohol. Oh, that kind of dry. Oh my God. Okay. Our, our mascot was a camel though, so... The Campbell Camels. Huh. Somewhere, someone out, someone somewhere out there is going. Wow, Campbell! Somebody knows about it because it was really in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. So, at one point, I wrote my grandparents a letter, found it when they passed away, and <sighs> this is so embarrassing. The way that I used to speak, especially to people that I loved, mm-hmm. it does not sound like me now. Your tone, your words, how you articulated? All of it. All of it. This is my grandparents, okay? They are in their, I don't know, at this point in their late 70s up in Maine. And uh, this is how it goes. I'll read. Dear Meme and Pepe. That's what we call our grandparents in in New England. How are you, fart knockers? (laughs) Okay. I called my grandparents fart knockers. (laughs) Thanks for the care package. I ate the pepperonis the second I got the box. Woe is me. I've been so busy with schoolwork that I can't party. Well, except on the weekends and Fridays and Wednesdays 
and Monday, Mondays. <laughs> not partying. Yeah, not partying. Uh, I really miss going to parties, but what are you going to do? I'm here for an education, I guess. We had a religion test last week. I finished it in 10 seconds. All I wrote on it was, I can't believe you believe this ish and turned it in. Oh. I think I failed. <laughs> this is where it starts to get juicy. Ready? Yes. The softball season starts really soon on Valentine's Day. That's going to be fun because I really get along with the softball team. I don't know what it is about those girls. They're just very different, and I feel like I fit in with them, but I don't even play softball. Hmm. You're finding your kind? Well, the softball girls are so nice, too. When I drink a little bit too much, this one girl keeps telling me that I can sleep over in oh. her bed. Oh. <laughs> what a good friend. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> yeah, she's a good friend. That's what that is from the softball team. Dear straight Jordan. Thankfully, I haven't got sick yet. Have you? Be careful and wash your damn hands. Who knows if your fragile ass can survive another cold? That's me <laughs> to my 80-year-old grandparents. You're her fragile ass. Fragile ass can survive another cold. Anyway, I realize that I'm really tired, and I just noticed that this letter isn't really going anywhere. I was up until 5 this morning, quote, studying with a friend. It says on the note, I was up at 5 this morning, quote, <laughs> studying with a friend. That's believable. What was I doing? What was I doing? You weren't studying with a friend? You got a, <laughs> next, a test the next morning? You were going over the vocabulary and the dates and everything, right? No! What, what, what? Okay, why did I have to quote studying in a letter to my grandparents? To convince them that's what happened. I guess. Well, I, I guess you can't lie. You can't lie to your grandparents. That's why. No. All right. Uh, well, uh, guess what happens in the next two lines? I can't wait. I lie. Here we go. <laughs> Back to the letter about my grandparents. Call me sometime. I miss the sound of your voice. Also, can you send me $50? I promise it's not for drugs. Was the lie that you wanted to talk to them? No, it was that those $50 were for drugs. It's like hashtag throwback Thursday. Except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. So I brought in a letter I wrote by grandparents where I called them fart knockers. I told them that the softball girls really get me and I didn't understand why. And one of them, when I get drunk, wants me to sleep in her bed. What a good friend. Mm -hmm. uh, she cares for you. And then apparently on the 7th, I was, quote, studying with a friend. Quote, studying. Quote, studying. I wish that I had. I'm going to look. I've got journals. I'm going to look if I can find what the hell happened on, I guess, the day before uh, this. Because I probably do have a journal entry yeah. about that. I will bring that in next week for Mortify because I want to know this, quote, studying I did with a friend. And then you bought, you did or did not buy drugs with that $50? I always did. <laughs> it's always what I bugged me. I always said it was for books. Uh, and by books, I mean acid trips. Why does she need books every single weekend? But, yeah. I mean, the good thing, we're, hmm, I shouldn't teach kids this. The books are expensive. It's that. When you're talking $400 a book, you've got, what, four, five, six books? Yeah. You could go every single week and not have enough money to cover your book fund. Did you go to college? I did go to college. Okay. Did you, do you remember reselling the books back after you used them? Yeah. I bought books for like $450 and I sold them back for seven. Yeah. The hell? Mm -hmm. And then you could even get the used books for like $200. Right. And you never, some teachers never even let you use that. I'm glad that I... Use that money for drugs. 
which I don't do anymore. Just want the world to know. I'll be, and I don't sound like that. I would never call. I miss my grandparents. I wish I would have never called them fart knockers in that email, in that in that letter that I wrote them. Definitely do, not an email because they did not have the internet. No. Do drugs give you life experience that you could get credits for? Yeah, because I talked to God, and God was the nothing. <laughs> I talked to God that time, and God told me all this stuff. So that's why I wrote on my religion final. I can't believe well religion test. I can't believe you believe this ish. That's. Fabulous. See, that's the kind of experiences that you're supposed to have in mm-hmm. Baptist colleges in the South. That's what they are there for. So what did you bring in, Chris, mm-hmm. for Mortified? It's a, Apparently it's a journal entry okay. of mine, mm-hmm. list number 990315. Yep, that's exactly how you would do something, so, how you'd catalog something. Uh, this was something that was like a fear of mine. No, people have like stage fright mm-hmm. or getting in front of a bunch of people and then they're told to do something or perform. Yeah. So. Something similar like that happened to me that a teacher requested me to do in front of the entire class. Okay, what class? Gym. So this is sports related. Question. Yes. Have you ever played any sports? I know you talk about it. I can. uh, The only sport I was in in high school was track. So I can run. Okay. But if it involves a ball, I can't throw a ball. I can't catch a ball. You're like that lady from the Chicago... That throughout the first pitch at the Chicago game. Yes. Yesterday where she Smacked whacked it. the guy, mm-hmm. whacked the photographer, just went in a different direction. Yeah, you know what? I can totally see you as a track person. Oh, yeah. I, I was good at track. I, I went to state. I was the 400 hurdles. Whoa. Yeah. I could run and jump. Can you still run? <sighs> I can run a little slower, but I, I, I've got some long gazelle-like legs. You do. Because Hartzell used to be a runner, too. Mm-hmm. And it would be fun. To pitch you two against each other Ooh, with your yeah. long gazelle legs. I would like to try that. My mother still has the record for a 100-meter dash at her high school <gasps> from 1979. It's unbroken. Unbroken. Like my love for you. Aww. Okay, so this is a journal entry from what grade-ish? I'm 7th or 8th grade. Okay, seventh I'm thinking grade. it's 8th grade. Okay, and it's about embarrassing yourself in front of class? Mm-hmm. In gym front of class. gym class. Yeah. Which is always like... Always... The geeks fear. Mm-hmm. It's the worst class. Yeah, you're, we're, you are basically, we're all insecure about our bodies at that age. Even it's, boys? Psh, for sure. Okay. And so now we're going to present our skills mm-hmm. to our peers. Not something I enjoy to do on the sports level arena. Mm. Hmm. Okay. I'll read from journal entry 6943808. I'll give you some music. Literally... The worst thing happened to me today. We had just finished the warm-up laps at the beginning of our gym class. Us kids had gathered around the teacher as he was trying to impress us with his b-ball handling skills. He began to go into some charade about, in order to be a good basketball player, you need to be dedicated and determination. And I'm staring at the lights at the ceiling at this point. Okay. Wondering why the lights have different colored bulbs and then when they should be the same color. That but. sounds like you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. The, the different neon lights. Look, it's in the studio. And then when I hear Chris, why don't you demonstrate to the class how to perform a layup? Wait, were you the tallest in the class because you're a tall dude? I was the tallest in the class. Okay. Hold up. I have been in this gym class for four years now. What on God's green earth gave him the idea that asking me was the appropriate response? Because you're the giraffe. Yes. You're the tall guy. But I that's d- it. <laughs> that's, that's literally it is your height. I didn't know how to properly dribble, 
let alone perform a representation of a layup to the class of 14-year-old students. God, this sounds like you. I was usually one of the last ones picked in sports because it was generally known that ball handling skills was not my forte. Hmm? <laughs> handling the balls, not too good at that. I physically need to use my other hand to push up this so I don't make the comment I want to make. This was common knowledge. I wasn't a kid that marveled in the intention of my peers when it came to sports. He chucks the ball at me. Luckily, I'm able to grab the ball. My heart drops to my stomach and then starts racing as though I've already completed the Boston Marathon. Time stands still. I have over 40 eyes locked on my every move. And I know exactly what these kids are thinking. This ought to be good. They know damn well they know I'm going to fail at this. <clears throat> I look down at the ball and push it towards the shiny wood gym floor. This is written beautifully, by the way. Just so you know. The buzz from the lights grow as my peripheral vision starts to blur. God, you're such a nerd. I start. It's beautiful, though. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so descriptive. I can see it in my head. I start scampering towards the goal or hoop or whatever it's called. Goal? Goal? Basketball hoop? I start from the half court line, so I have ample time to demonstrate that I clearly struggle with dribbling the ball while moving. Mm. I try to coordinate my steps with each dribble, setting up the drama that is about to occur in mere moments. I get near the hoop, lift one leg up, jump off the floor, hurl the ball towards the backboard. It hits the bottom and nearly smacks me in the face. Oh, Mm. Chris. So I come down from the air, slowly turn around as the only sound is the ball hitting the gym floor. Yeah. Gravity. I look at the teacher, and his eyes gave me that look of, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I didn't think it would end in such disaster. I go to retrieve the ball, hand it back to him, and which took 12 seconds, seemingly like it. I should have graduated high school in that time. Always a long moment, yeah. So I go to hand him the ball, and he goes, if you didn't know why, if you didn't know how, why didn't you tell me? And I stared at him in disbelief. I said, are you kidding me? I didn't know that was a bleeping option. <laughs> Is that the end of it? That's the end of it. Okay. He, so he, so if you didn't know how he wanted... I could have just said, I don't know how to do it. But the whole, he implied that, I chose you, you must now demonstrate. It's like a Game of Thrones thing. Wow. Is this something that... I don't know. As I'm learning your personality, is this mm-hmm. something that is just like a sore spot in you that seems to come up in other ways now as an adult? I don't like people throwing balls at me. Who does? Once she finished an 18,000-piece puzzle in 40 days. Wow. Someone really needs a life. Jordan, Jordan Silver, Silver and Friends. What's going on here? What's happening? What's happening? While we were worrying about tornadoes, there was a White Sox game going on. Employee of the month, a woman gets to throw the first pitch. Catcher is obviously at her 12 o'clock. There's a cameraman a little bit at about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. She goes to throw the pitch and hits the photographer and not the catcher. Hits the camera guy. <laughs> this gif is everywhere if you want to look at it. This is what the cameraman said after he was hit. Got the photo. Still got the shot. Camera's good. I'm good. That's a good sport. That is not a spoiled sport. I love the term spoiled sport, but he is not a spoiled sport. Chris, what you got? Pizza Hut, the originator of the often imitated but never duplicated pan pizza. I feel like I should have given you a beat for that. 
announced today that after a three-year innovation process, it has accomplished the inconceivable, improving on, on its famous pan pizza. So in English, they're changing the pan pizza. They've, they've made a new pan. Okay. And so this is going to make their pan pizza crispier, goldenier, and chewier. Goldenier. I tried that with words with friends once. It didn't work. Chris, when you go out to the beach and you have some trash, what do you do with it? Pick it up and throw it in the trash can. Or leave it on the beach for other people. They take a listen. This is Chick's Beach in the city of Virginia Beach. You can see just trash everywhere piling up by the trash cans, but not just there, all over the beach. Everything from bottles to floats to towels to food wrappers. And mermaid tears. What are mermaid tears? Right, yeah, they're these little like plastic balls that I guess are all over the beach in Virginia Beach because people left 10 tons of trash over Memorial Day weekend. Unacceptable. Right. What do we do? Collect some mermaid tears? Isn't that for inmates to do? One time, she developed carpal tunnel for writing in her journal about how much she hated her ex. Jordan Silver and Friends. So, Mackenzie, when I was reading your bio, I found out that 311 was, like, the biggest inspiration for music for you. It's true. Okay. Who who really was? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, my favorite artist growing up was Elton John. Mm-hmm. So I'd definitely say it started there. And then, you know, Weezer when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then Wait, no. How old is 15? Are you still in? How, what grade are you in? I, I'm in ninth grade. Just finished ninth grade. You guys, Buzz family. We're talking to Joe McKenzie. She's playing the Blood and the Buzz event happening tomorrow at the Truman. I've known you for about six months. And unfortunately, the first time that I met you, I offered you beer. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I'm 15. And I'm like, oh, my God, you don't seem 15. But, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that gets people in trouble. So I am so glad that you're playing this. I have I've been listening to your music since the day after I met you. And I I don't compare the music exactly the same, but I feel like you're so ridiculously talented that when I talk about you off air, I say that you're like our Kansas City's little like Billie Eilish. You're just so young and talented. It pisses me off. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. I won't hit you. I promise. But God. uh, So we're also hanging out with Mickey P. Um, your band is called Mickey P and the Swallowtails? Yes. Okay, yes. And this this is not a drummer that you just got off of mm-hmm. the street. She has her own uh, career in Kansas City as well. And uh, I've got a song here right now, Just Like the Rain. What is this from, Joe McKenzie? Um, this is from my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a song I wrote back, I think, in sixth grade. And it's just kind of about, you know, like bullying and being yourself and, you know, like those people that might be mean to you or haters, you know, they're just like the rain. They'll fade away. So People need to hear that. That is such a Jordan Silver and Friends kind of thing to talk about, too. We're going to talk to you and get an acoustic performance live right after this. But here's your song, Just Like the Rain, Joe McKenzie. Jordan Silver and Friends. Vulgarity is no substitute for wit. Well, that makes me so mad. You're so good. You. You're so good, Joe McKenzie. That was just like the rain. Jordan Silver and Friends, 96.5 The Buzz. You're in because you're helping us with our Blood and the Buzz event tomorrow, happening at the Truman from 3 to 6. It's a uh, donation, blood donation, blood drive, because we are at emergency levels. We like need it really bad. How was your yesterday, by the way? How Did, did you brave out the storm? Yes, we did, actually. It was... Um 
it was it was pretty all right, you know. Every all the TVs were saying, you know, go undercover, take cover, go to your basement, and mm-hmm. we were just in our living room with all all the windows. What part just, of town do you live in? Overland Park. That's like right where it went. Like yeah, north of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we were chilling, you know. If you had one well, thing that you could grab from your house to save, what would it be? Well, you know, I was I was actually thinking like my external hard drive in my okay. in my bedroom. I was like, I gotta go get that before like the power surges because I don't know how tornadoes work. So you know, worst case scenario. Right, right, yeah. yeah, because there's probably a lot of music on there, yeah. right? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your history? When did you pick up the guitar? Seeing as you're 15 right now and this talented, were you just born with one? Like, did did it come out when you came out too? Like, hey, here's a guitar. No, and I I. So I started writing songs when I was seven, but those were just, you know, like little singing in my bedroom. They're probably better than most people. (laughs) (laughs) But when I was 11 and when I started to get into music like Elton John and Weezer and Mm -hmm. such, Mm -hmm. um, I got like PreSonus, which is a kind of music software that my dad got me. And from there, I just kind of started experimenting with software and recording music. And then I got Logic Pro X down the road and started to produce my music and stuff like that. Oh, that's so insane. That's it's what it feels like people are doing these days. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just like, here's my guitar, here's my band, record me. It's, I need to produce everything. And <laughs> I, like, how do you even like, get better at that? You, I know you've mentioned your father a couple of times. Is he a musician? Did he teach you anything? No, he's just really, really supportive. My okay. whole family is totally supportive. And, you know, also the internet's really helpful looking up tutorials and whatnot on YouTube. But yeah. Is that how you learned? Yeah, pretty much. And also, like, my guitar teacher, he's been so helpful. And any of my music teachers have guided me along the process, too. Wow. Wow. So uh, if there's, like, a topic, a certain topic, is there, like, a theme or anything that you have with your music? I know that that last song, Just Like the Rain, was about bullying. Is there Mm -hmm. anything that you feel like you need to speak about as an artist where you are at in your life right now? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with my music, I guess... What I really want to do with it is just, you know, express my emotions and ideas about the world we live in and hopefully make a change in someone's life, make them feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's really all I'm trying to do right now and spread any message, hopefully a good message. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Where are some local places that people would have seen you play already? Because I know you've been all over the place. (laughs) Well, I performed... Uh, a few times at the Rhino, which is a little place up north. Mm-hmm. And I also played at the Encore Room at the Uptown Theater for Tommy Newport a few months ago. And um, also, I've like played at a few record stores, too, around Kansas City. Right. And how did you meet Mickey P., who's here, who's doing drums and, and harmonies? And we got really lucky to hear the harmonies, and I should come with a warning sign right before the mics turned on. <laughs> it's so good. So how did you guys meet, and how did you ask her to... Yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy, actually. So, well, okay, it's not too crazy, but I think it's crazy. <laughs> you were in a tornado, and you bent together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm not. Um, so about a year ago, um, someone else who's playing at the Blood Drive, Jessica Page, mm-hmm. was doing an open mic night at the Indian Main, and I had just met her, and like I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. And so I wanted to go at the open mic so I could see her and like see all these other musicians. And so I performed... And right after, Mickey P got on and sang, I think, an Adele song. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Yeah, but, like, I've played it since I was 12, so, like, ugh, you know? Wait, which one? Which one? <laughs> uh, Rolling in the Deep. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> How much money for doing it right now? I would love oh, that. Oh, God. A lot. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, and so 
I just remember hearing her play that and then obviously, you know, stalking her after because so mesmerized and um, seeing that she also played the drums. And I had a gig coming up for the Crossroads Music Fest that August. This was last August. And I hit her up, was like, hey, do you want to play with me? Because I had never played with a drummer before and I was just kind of like going out of limb. And we met, we jived. And she turned out to be an amazing human being that is super talented. I'm so happy that all of that happens. That's that so nice. Thanks that's amazing. <laughs> Nikki P, tell me a little bit about what you do other than play drums with with uh, Joe McKenzie. Yeah, um, so I just play music. I teach music. I mm-hmm. do music in every capacity that I can. <laughs> Jeremy was really excited about you coming in because she played the bassoon yeah, in yeah, college. I, and she saw you performing once with a bassoon player. And yeah. What an interesting instrument. Yeah, my friend Rachel uh, Lovelace plays bassoon. Um, what a random thing. I, I know, I know. But it was just like a great coming together because we were both friends. And we were like, why don't we play music together? Like, this doesn't have to be like a separation of like, you're a classical instrument and I'm this. You know, it's like right. you can create in any capacity. I love that. That's so positive. And that's, to me, from the outside, looking in and getting the the... Um, ability to know some of the local musicians. It feels like to me that it's a really supportive mm. musical scene, especially with the females in the music scene. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Do you feel that way? That is so true. Like some, so some girls from, uh, you know, Olivia Fox, mm-hmm. I mean, they are some of the most supportive like female musicians I have ever met. They're so nice and they try to schedule like monthly get togethers with some girls in the area to, mm-hmm. to help build community mm-hmm. and just. On it, the musicians in Kansas City are amazing. They're they're so nice, so supportive. As Mickey said, they're always open to collaborate and just learn from each other. And I mean, I was a little nervous when I was you know going into this business, but like I, I found Mickey, I found I found Jordan. I mean, <laughs> Jeremy and Chris. Chris is awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, you're gonna be so good with like the real like big good interviews coming up in your career. Like uh, you're gonna be like the Taylor Swift of interviews. <laughs> Taylor Swift, yeah, like they're all amazing. Yeah, when you meet her, <laughs> by the way, when you meet her, when you play with her, when you guys do a duet, gotta call me, girl. Yeah, please, oh yeah. please, please, yeah, please. So you're gonna be playing our Blood and the Buzz event mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's at the Truman from three to six. Uh, also with uh, Jenky, the Dear Misses, and Jessica Page. Mm-hmm. All really great acts, and this is gonna be great. And this is the first time that two of the artists are gonna be playing acoustic at all. So I think it was Jenky and the Dear Misses that have not played acoustic before. And they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to do this just for this. And it's a blood drive because we're super low on blood, which sounds weird, but it's like a big deal, uh, especially with like the tornadoes and everything that's been happening. So really like this is this is a real cool cause for you to play for us. Definitely. And we really, really, really appreciate it. So Could we get a song? Yes, you could. I know. I guess I already. We are. Everybody knew that this was happening. I shouldn't make it sound like it was a. Uh, it was a surprise. But it's spon- spontaneous. Yeah, there we go. Get well, I mean, if you were to break into a Dell rolling in the deep, <laughs> I, you would really win one with me. But um, I really love the harmonies and everything that's coming up with this song. So, could you tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah. So this song is called "I Should Come with a Warning Sign." It's on my SoundCloud, not Spotify yet. And how come you don't have a face tattoo if you have a SoundCloud? Um. You haven't gotten to the rapping yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting for the evolution. <laughs> Plus, your parents would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and the song is kind of, you know, I never really thought about it like this, but someone pointed it out, and it kind of flips it, flips it on its head like a girl is a heartbreaker instead of the girl getting heartbroken. It's kind of a song about feeling guilty about breaking someone's heart, 
and just kind of feeling like you don't deserve to love that person because you broke their heart and you kind of have guilty emotions. So. <laughs> I'll turn my mic off when you guys do this, but uh, could we get it? I should come with a warning sign. Joe McKenzie and Mickey P. It's the buzz. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get in so deep. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I should come with a warning sign. I should come. Oh, broke. Whose heart did you break? Goodness. Why did you do that for that song? Because that was so good. Oh my God, Joe McKenzie. I should come with a warning sign. What? That was amazing. Did you break somebody's heart? Is that a true story? Hopefully not. Wait, (laughs) really? Okay. Because I wonder, you know, they say that kids don't know what they're feeling and like they can't, like they haven't gone through things yet. But that song, I don't know, unless it's from another soul that like lived in your body. That (laughs) that sounded like it came from a real place. So, wow. Wow. Thank you so much for coming in and for doing the performance. And we're so excited to see you tomorrow at Blood and the Buzz. That is uh, at the Truman from 3 to 6. Details, 965thebuzz.com. Joe McKenzie and Mickey P. Thank you, Thank you so us. much for coming in. And this is a, an artist that very much uh, influenced you. Like, actually did. Thanks for letting us hang out with you today. Jordan Silver and friends. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.